everyone, I'm Cami, and welcome to The Like-Minded. On today's episode, we're going to talk about enoughness. This is when you feel content and satisfied with who you are and where you are at any given moment. So back in September, I was scrolling on Instagram, and I saw a post talking about how Western cultures believe that to be alive, we must have a purpose. We must work and make money, get degrees, make a daily to-do list, and be productive every waking moment of the day. On the other hand, in many indigenous cultures, they believe that we are alive just to be here. We don't need to hit any goal or check any box in order to be valid in our humanness and our existence. We're just here to be beautiful and goofy and laugh and enjoy our time and ourselves. I love this because I've always put so much pressure on myself to succeed. You know, to be perfect, to achieve, to be productive. And also I can feel like my life has meaning and I'm enough. And in thinking this way, shocker, I never feel like I'm enough. Because I'm always, well, once I get XYZ, then I'll finally be satisfied. It was, well, once I move to Miami. Then, well, once I get a raise at my job. Then it was, well, once I get a two-bedroom apartment. Basically, I'm always looking towards the future at the next best thing that I need to achieve, do, or buy. And I'm always like, you know, pining after the next best thing. You know, none of my achievements I ever really celebrate because my mind is already on, okay, what's next? So very much related to all of this, I've also had this idea in my head that in order to feel like I'm enough, I have to make everyone around me proud. You know, just being super externally motivated. So I have to make my parents proud and my siblings and my friends and my boyfriend. And you know who's always on the bottom of the list? You know, like the absolute person I think about is myself. And in focusing on what other people like thought about me, I really lost touch with myself. I'd move through life and do things for the reaction I'd receive. This specific example I'm about to give, it's like very vulnerable to share, especially on here. You know, it's a public forum. It's kind of embarrassing. Um, But there was one moment in particular when this kind of hit me and it was back in the spring. So I was scrolling on Instagram, sorry, I was scrolling on LinkedIn and I saw this job post for a VC firm, a venture capitalist firm out in Silicon Valley. And I met all the requirements. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to apply. And I put in my application and all I could think about were two things. One, how cool it'd be to tell people I work at a VC firm if anyone ever asked me what I did for work. And two, how proud my family would be knowing my salary doubled, you know, from my last, or I guess what my current job is now. Newsflash, I didn't get the job. I actually didn't even make it to the first round of interviews. But seriously, the only thing I was excited about was the information I was going to be able to share about the job to other people. There was nothing, nothing genuine that was motivating me. You know, not a dope benefits package that offered uh, a monthly wellness day or a driving mission to fund women-led startups. The only reason I wanted the job was for the praise I thought I'd receive. And this got me looking back over my life at just how many decisions I've made, not because they genuinely made me happy, but because I was externally motivated. And it was a lot, like almost half of my major decisions. And I don't think this is a huge surprise, but when I make decisions for the reactions and praise of others, I am left feeling, you know, empty and unsatisfied. So what I want to talk about today is feeling as though we are enough, 
not because, you know, we go on to become a multimillionaire or we travel to all seven continents, though that would totally be dope, but feeling like we are enough because we exist, period. So recently I was listening to a podcast with Sonia Renee Taylor and I just discovered her, but I love her. I love her content. I love the way she articulates her thoughts. She is an author, a poet, an activist. And seriously, like the way that she speaks sends chills throughout my body. So I went for a walk after work because I had a migraine and I needed some fresh air. And I listened to a podcast where she was the guest. And I actually started crying at some points because she was just dropping straight wisdom bombs. And it was making me so emotional because it was hitting me, you know, like right in my heart and right in my gut. It was crazy. Anyway, on this particular podcast, Taylor shares information on what she calls radical self-love or one's inherent sense of enoughness. And she goes on to say that the very same thing that decided that there should be daisies, butterflies, and sunrises also decided that there should be a you. And she says that the most stunning, beautiful, and breathtaking sunrise you've ever seen, like imagine it in your head, you know, with the deep oranges, the reds, the blues, that magnificent sunrise is made of the same material reality as your own beingness. And when I first heard this, I literally teared up. It was one of those moments when your mindset kind of just shifts. You know, all of the awe and wonder that I project outwards onto the most beautiful aspects of nature can be internalized. I am that beautiful sunrise. You know, we are one and the same. And I deserve to give myself that same level of awe and wonder that I project outwards onto that sunrise. So with this in mind, you know, it got me thinking that there is no need for me to seek, you know, validation and praise from outside sources for me to prove that I'm productive or uber successful because my worth is inherent. You know, it already exists within me. And this worth has existed from the moment I was born and will continue to exist until the day that I die. You know, it's not something that I have to work for or earn. I can be content and satisfied with who I am and where I'm at in my life because my worth is not contingent on anything else. You know, at any given moment, I'm enough. However, I think that we're really like conditioned to seek outwards because it's all about control and power at the end of the day. For me, I hand my power over in two major ways. One being like the need to be productive and overachieve and two is like the need to receive praise from those around me. And in both situations, I'm handing my power over because I'm always at the mercy of something or someone else. You know, there will always be a feat that I've yet to achieve and a person that I've yet to impress. And as a result, I'll be in a constant uphill battle just to feel like I'm good enough. However, on the other hand, I can start to manifest unconditional love from within. I can say fuck everyone else and claim my worth, my power, my enoughness and love myself unconditionally regardless of what other people may think or say. And trust me, you know, people will continue to think and say things. I think this can be uncomfortable at times because we've been taught not to do this. You know, we've been conditioned to compare ourselves and pick at our insecurities. I've even been told, not directly told, but I've been, I've heard I've heard people say that loving yourself is selfish or vain. 
you know, for many of us, we don't know what unconditional self-acceptance and love feels like because it's so new. And embracing ourselves isn't something that should be rushed or half-assed because we can't expect, you know, just wake up one day and look in the mirror and be like, wow, I'm perfect just how I am. You know, I don't care what other people think. I think in doing this and having it like not be wholeheartedly and like not wholeheartedly believing it is just then disingenuous and like what's the point? But I think what we can do is slowly, you know, little by little doing things here and there that build up our sense of enoughness. So I'm going to share like some examples of some things I've done to, you know, start to liberate myself from my need to succeed and I hate that that just rhymed my need to succeed and please others. So one thing is I've stopped monitoring my thoughts and only saying things that make people f- that and only saying things that make other people feel comfortable. So I've s- started to speak my truth more and be more authentic even if others disagree and or may not like me because of it. And this actually used to be a huge fear of mine up until very recently like people not liking me. I've also started to embrace my curves, my cellulite, my acne, my body hair. This is honestly part of a larger conversation about body image in general and I do want to get on here and like do a whole separate episode about it Um, but I've really started to you know see myself and see my body for all that it is and know that I'm enough even though I'm not a size 2 and I don't have a thigh gap and I don't have flawless skin. I've also stopped asking people what they think and started going with my own gut and realizing that if it feels right for me, that's all I need to move forward. I don't need constant validation in all of my choices, especially my most personal choices. And then lastly, I've stopped sharing news with people to try and impress them. You know, if I experience a small win, I'll keep it personal and I'll just bask in the joy and glory of it myself. And it feels more special and genuine that way. It like seems more precious when I just celebrate it on my own. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like all of this shit is like, all of this work is exhausting and it's hard. But for me, you know, that uphill battle of seeking outward praise and validation is equally as hard. You know, at least this way, when I'm embracing my enoughness and I'm loving myself unconditionally, I'm working towards ultimately liberating myself and bringing myself that inner peace that I deserve. You know, it's definitely still hard work, but it's worth it. I think life is a series of hard choices. It's about choosing the hard choice that's worth the discomfort, worth the struggle, worth the fear that comes along with it. Also, I imagine that seeking externally will be hard for your entire life. Like even more so as you continue to gather achievements and material things under your belt and you still feel this nagging um, like dissatisfaction and discontent. I imagine that gets very frustrating and confusing. Like why, why do I still not feel like I'm enough? Why? Whereas learning to love and embrace yourself gets easier over time. You know, like the journey is never quite done. I, I truly think that we'll be on a continuous journey for the rest of our lives to discover and accept and embrace and love and advocate for ourselves. But I think like little by little, we get more comfortable with it. So going beyond just myself, um, because I think enoughness doesn't only affect you. I've noticed that when I 
am not feeling worthy, then I show up differently in my relationships. Like with my friends and my boyfriend and my friend. Sorry. Did I say friends twice? With my family, my boyfriend, my friends. You know, in the past, people have told me good news and I've felt pangs of jealousy versus excitement over their success. And that's shitty. Like, I'll say that right here, right now. That's shitty. And I don't want to be that person. Like, I want to feel secure in who I am so I can celebrate other people's wins even if they come before my own. And I want to show up in my relationships ready to embrace and celebrate others because I embrace and celebrate myself first and foremost. That's the kind of person I want to be. And I'm working on getting there, you know? I understand it's not an immediate thing, but I'm very determined. I want to embrace my enoughness for my own sake, but, you know, also for the sake of my most intimate relationships. Because at the end of the day, how you view and treat yourself directly impacts how you treat those that you love the most. Now, this last kind of part that I want to talk about is going just beyond our intimate relationships to society as a whole. So capitalism, you know, it wants to keep us small. Um, I think it's super individualistic. That's like not a huge shocker. And corporations benefit, you know, capitalism benefits from keeping us in constant competition because it thrives off of our need to prove ourselves and prove our productivity. You know, we just become more efficient cogs in the machine. I think also a lot of the white supremacist structures that run our country are dependent on toxic perfectionism and a scarcity mindset, amongst other things. So toxic perfectionism is holding everyone to this unrealistic standard that is set by those with the most power and the most privilege. And scarcity mindset tells us that there is not enough to go around, so we have to be the best and we have to do the best in order to get our share, no matter who we step on, you know, on our way up this ladder. And like reality check, as a white woman, though I'm not the one with the most power and privilege, I still benefit from the system because of my whiteness. And in recognizing that, it's not enough for me to, you know, step back and say, well, I'm enough and I'm worthy. But I genuinely have to embrace every single human out there, white, black, brown, disabled, trans, and believe that we're all enough and we're all worthy of love and happiness and safety and freedom. You know, just because we exist, you know, just because we are alive and we're breathing and blood is pumping through our veins. And we're all humans, you know, we're a collective. So for one of us to thrive, that means we all must thrive. For one of us to be worthy, that means we're all worthy and deserving. So it's crazy because, you know, like this topic of enoughness, it seems so personal. I think it seems so intimate, but it really does go beyond just you. And it involves everyone around you. We're all as humans interconnected in the most beautiful and special ways, which is why it's important that we not only uplift ourselves, but also uplift those around us. Because, you know, at the end of the day, like Sonia Renee Taylor says, like we're all fucking sunrises. That's, that's not actually a direct quote. She doesn't curse, but like, we're, the point is we're all sunrises, you know, like the most complicated and beautiful sunrises. So let's embrace our magnificence and awe and let's embrace, you know, the magnificence and awe of those around us. Okay, that's it. 
this feels like a right this feels like the right place to end it um I do at some point want to do a follow-up episode because I feel like there is so much more that I want to say but that's for another day um yeah thank you so much for listening and I hope you've enjoyed bye for now